0: Welcome to the life and times podcast with your host Lloyd Phillips. This is a podcast that's put on for the people by the people of the people. I, to be honest, I think I'm the only people it's all it's really just gonna be me probably and uh, occasionally maybe some other people, but Welcome back to another show with the Life and Times podcast. Guess what? Now I don't really know how to. I don't know how to claim this. Uh, I started these things uh, in the very first episode I ever did, which was it great? I don't know. Probably not. Um, But fifty shows ago, I called what I I called it a bonus episode. Is what I called it, and. so because that counts on the amount of episodes for the streaming service I go through, I guess officially, officially, this is the 50th episode. I guess that's how we do it. Happy 50, everybody. But I'll get uh, I'll get into some other things here in a minute after a word from our sponsors. Today's show sponsors are Boxing Bear Print Company. You can reach them at boxingbear.com. It's an independent art studio established in 2011 and they have all your art needs. So, if you really love alternative art prints, I would go check out Boxing Bear Print Company at boxingbear.com, boxingbear.com GetToEmNow.com. And the next sponsor is The Cookie Barn Waco.com. They're actually called The Cookie Barn, but that's where you can reach them at thecookiebarnwaco.com. They're an online cookie company and they have a pickup location and they deliver locally in the Waco, Texas area, but they also ship nationwide. So order for birthdays, anniversaries, reunions, showers, or for any occasion, just enjoy them yourself. Uh, They also specialize in company-client relations and they have discount pricing. So let your clients know that you're thinking about them and that you appreciate their business. Also, with every purchase you'll be satisfied knowing that you're supporting an amazing nonprofit organization that helps foster and adoptive families. So every portion uh, a portion of every purchase goes towards e1a.org. Encourage one another. e1a.org. The cookie waco.com. So, uh welcome back everybody. Uh whatever I tried to stutter out just a second ago. I think this is the 50th episode. At least that's what it says on uh, the service I go through. So, the episode 50 um, seems like a milestone, but is it because episode 52, you know, that's, that's officially one year, but, uh, you know, the stuff and coming year, I don't think I'm going to do it over Christmas. You've heard me talk about that. I don't think a lot of people listen uh, to things on holidays. They're doing family stuff. And the last thing they really want to do is probably hear me anyway, episode 50, everybody. And the very first episode that I had, it was about a church softball game, which by the way. That same softball game that was played last year will take place on Thursday. Thurs- Thursday, Thursday. And by the way, just so you know, if you, if nobody ever listened to that, and it's okay if you didn't. It was uh probably the worst one I did. <laughs> but, but I um I have a hamstring problem. I don't know what it is. Every time I try to do something physical, every time I like give some real effort uh with my uh Hamstring, uh, it doesn't. It doesn't seem to work out. So that's going to be on Thursday. Pretty sure I'm going to pull another hammy. Probably. Pretty sure another hammy's going to get pulled. Uh, but it is going to be uh, a great time. Side note: Not that was just just so you know. That was how the show started. This is episode fifty. Call it a milestone. And that's it. Uh, this last week, I haven't been. Uh, I went to a family reunion. I haven't been to a family reunion. On that side, in twenty, I don't think I've been to any family reunion in about twenty years. I don't remember. The, no, not true. Uh, on On the other side of the family, I went to one about five years ago, but probably twenty years ago was the last one on this particular side of the family. And so, you know, going there, I'm like, I don't know, am I going to know people? I mean, I know that I know people. I have other cousins, but it's been so long, I don't know all my cousins' kids, and my cousins' kids have kids. <clears throat> so this is there's a lot of people. I didn't assume I would know, but you know, it was a good time. We went to a creek in the middle of nowhere, uh, close to the Illinois River. And I don't know if you've ever been to the Illinois River; it's a it's a real heavy float place uh, around Oklahoma. There's tons of people that float around there, uh, and it's fun. Uh, I don't know. I, maybe I could even do a a float adventure. Uh, so I was going to say series maybe I can do a show about uh, the Illinois River. I've been there a whole lot of times. Anyway, that but the family reunion was on a creek near there, on a creek, by the way. And I haven't been to a creek in, I don't know, like 12, 15 years, which I discussed a couple of episodes, so I won't just completely hammer that down. But if you don't know, creek water, creek water is above average cold. I don't know what it naturally comes out the ground, uh, ground temperature, I don't know. When it comes out of the ground, I don't know what the temperature is. Uh, it feels like 45. It's probably not that cold because I don't think San Francisco Bay is that cold and I hear this is you can't swim across it. That You know, that's what I heard, and then people swim across it all the time, so I don't think that's a pretty uh, – um, I think that stat's well played out. But I, I go to this family reunion. Now, also, for anybody that knows me, uh, I am Cherokee Indian, but – you know, when I go to this family reunion the other day, and and I walk in to this family reunion, I got a question whether um, I don't know if my mom was my real mom. I don't know. I mean, um, listen, I I look uh, pretty white complected, and uh, there were a lot of Indians there, and I'm Indian, and it was uh, crazy. It was great. I mean, it's great, but. I think we're all the same amount of Indian for the most part. And, uh, and then I look like this, like I, I look like I invented white people. Uh, anyway, it's a great time though. And, and it was good to see everybody. Not every cousin was there, uh, who I thought should have been there. Look, I made the effort to drive to the Arkansas border. It was in Oklahoma, but in the Arkansas border, it was right there. I mean, I made, I made the, the trek. I think other people could have showed up, but it was anyway, super cool. Um, and you know what a lot of people were doing? But it was just like for pastime purposes. Here's something I haven't discussed out loud. Here's something that makes me sound like I'm from the country. yeah, you know, because basically it's kind of, I didn't grow up in, in the country, but I grew up in a country town. So um, my most favorite thing to do in childhood, for real, was to catch, listen to this, anybody from the South. My most favorite thing to do was to catch crawdads. That was it. That was my most favorite thing to do. And so a lot of people were doing that. But that particular day, nobody was actually catching crotchets to eat. They were just catching them because it was pastime. You know how people go fishing? <laughs> you know how people get boats, which by the way, I never understood, still kind of don't, but I basically did this, but not with fish. You know how people get boats and they go fishing and then they, they can fish all day long and they love it and they think it's the greatest thing ever. And I'm not saying that it's not because it's probably relaxing. You're out on the water. I'm sure it's fun. I know, look, I I know it's fun to go on the lake, but um but I never enjoyed fishing as a kid because my dad would keep me out there for 15 hours. So if it was supposed to be fun, that went right out the window. It didn't matter if you're catching any or not. You know why? Cause hour nine, you might've caught one. So we didn't go home anyway. So that's those are my own personal thoughts from memory. Um, but, but for pastime, people were catching crawdads. That's what they were doing. And I thought it was great. And anybody from the South is laughing. Cause we're like one for one in these things go down, see one hole, see one crawdad. One cot, throw it in the bucket. (laughs) And if you did that, and if you did that 800 more times, you may have have a uh, crawfish um, boil. See, that's what you call it there, right? Everybody knows that, though. I'm not educating anybody. Down south, we'd have a crawfish boil with what we won for one that took us all day to do it. So uh, anyway, you know, down south, they just pull up bags. Like, they go out to these farms, it's like these mud farms i don't know how it works man i didn't i didn't start one uh but i've been to one to, to to receive the bag they just pull up the bag and there's a thousand of them in a bag well whatever the whatever the sack weight is so yeah one for one and it's great uh and i did go down and this is and, and if you know this you you know what i'm talking about you ever go under the under rock ledges um when you go down and you're looking for, for crawdads, remember, Oklahoma, that's the word, that's the terminology we're using. Crawdads. They're always under these ledges. And so you kind of got to get over your fear if you're used to it, you don't know any different. But you kind of got to get over your fear because you think, "Oh my gosh, is there a snake over there? Is there a snake under there? Is a snake in the weeds?" I don't know. When you're in the middle of it, you don't really it's not even thing you think about. Uh, and we only saw one snake. And, uh, you know, it, it worked out. Side note, side note to that to that comment, Sunday, yesterday, Sunday, uh, my daughter, uh, she got bit by a snake, nothing poisonous and nothing big. I was just simply making a reference that there's a lot of water snakes in the creeks. There's also poisonous ones also, but there's a lot of water snakes and they bite you and you're fine. So, yeah, my daughter got bit. And as a matter of fact, you know what she did? She picked it back up, so there's that. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, I saw one snake. It was fine, but when you go into the ledge and you see the blue, the blue pincher, and the reason I say that, pincher, 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 let's go pincher. I think pincher, (laughs) I don't don't think it's called pincher, but I think that's what I called it when I was a kid, Uh, but when you see the blue one, the blue crawdads, those blue ones, those are the monsters. Those are the money makers. You thought green was for money. Blues for money. Those are the those are the money crawdads, the blue ones. So uh, anyway, you know, I would go under and back in the ledges where I really don't want to go. Listen, what's funny about people in the South pulling these sacks up of crawdads is that people here don't pull up sacks. You know how you know you're a pro crawdad catcher around here? You get a five gallon bucket, uh, you get a stick or like a or like a Broom or mop handle, and you uh you tie or tape a fork to it. We call it a gig. I'm, now somebody, now other people have got like real serious with this, and and have like actually made like for real gigs, not not the ones I just said, not the, not the ones that three year olds can make. But that's how you know you're official when you got a gig, a five gallon bucket, and a headlamp to go at night. Oh, listen, son, you these crawdads are in trouble. And about six a.m., we may have a bucket or two. <laughs> but anyway that's it i loved it I, I, as a child i thought it was great so very long winded way to say people were catching these like catch and release it was catch and release crawdad day just to be like hey look at this little kids were holding them uh, adults were just seeing just, I, it, it was a great time and and if and if you listen to this and and you haven't experienced that and you're like oh you you went to some uh some creek and you caught crawdads. That sounds horrible. Well, you know what? That's one of those deals that if you live that growing up, then you then you know it. So uh, I made a TikTok earlier. Uh, if you know, you know. That's 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 it for that. Uh, but it was it was very good to see everybody. And uh, oh yeah yeah one one other thing because it made me laugh and I, and I don't know how to make it funny. It's not comedy form. It's not a joke. It's nothing like that. But I always think that it's funny that that older people. <laughs> younger people are always dumb com- compared to old people I-, I don't know if it's really that way but I think a lot of older people think younger people are not as intelligent as they are um, I'm not saying that uh, I'm not saying that my grandma and my aunt and my cousin uh, thought they were smarter than people I mean they're very nice people so I don't think that, that that's really what they're meaning to do but, but I just think that it's funny because they all speak Cherokee they speak the Cherokee language and, uh, they were <laughs> discussing back and forth, saying certain words. And, and there was a, a younger kid sitting across the table and they were trying to, to speak Cherokee back to, to these ladies, uh, my grandma, my aunt, my cousin, and they weren't saying it correctly. And then they went off and started saying, you know, all these people that speak Cherokee these days, they're, they're teaching them Cherokee, all these young kids going up there to learn. They don't even say it right. They're not even speaking Cherokee right. That's what they said. And it made me laugh because, like, they're all frowning, like, I know, I can't even understand anything they're saying. Uh, now, here's what makes me laugh about that. <laughs> now, listen, if you live around where I live, that is, that is how they talk. A long time ago, I don't know why I'm educating people on this thing. Uh, Trail of Tears, uh, the Cherokee tribe, they came from North Carolina on the Trail, Trail of Tears. Yeah, they end up uh, in the Oklahoma area, Indian Territory, I believe, as it was called back then. Well, there's an Eastern band and Western band. Well, it's like I know this. You know, people in, uh, if you know anybody from Mexico, people in Mexico City speak different Spanish than people that live on the border. And I used to live on a border town. And and then you'd have people come from Mexico City, like on job sites. You'd have them come from Mexico City, and you'd have people from the border, and they would try to speak back and forth to each other, and they wouldn't even know what the other person was saying. I mean, they, they would they would muster out, Kind of like if you barely speak Spanish and you're trying to speak to somebody that speaks Spanish and you're like mustering out a word. That's how they would do to each other. So, so, back to that, you have different bands. So, uh, the the, <laughs> the North Carolina band, they speak the way they speak. Uh, and uh, here, it's developed into the Cherokee language they speak here. And I think I'm accurate with that. I'm not trying to, uh, I shouldn't be hurting anybody's feelings. I think that's actually probably a fact. Uh and, and uh, you know, if you're going to throw it back on me and be like, you don't know what you're talking about, well, you can blame Ladney. Thanks, Ladney. There's your shout-out for that one. Uh, but now, and I thought that was funny. It made me laugh because, <laughs> once again, old people are like, these kids, these kids don't know anything these days. I don't think they were quite as passionate as, uh, as, that, as I made them sound right there in that last part, but uh, it, it was just a, it's just a funny take to watch have happen. Hey, listen, I just, uh, this, is a, this is a public service announcement. For anybody that has low-profile tires, ready for this, you should share this. And if you have low-profile tires, I'm not sharing anything with you. I'm sure you know. <laughs> if you have low-profile tires, I don't think those are healthy for your cars because um, I have blown four tires in a year and two months four tires in a year and two months. Every time, I mean, the roads here are crazy. Like, there's potholes in every road where I live, any direction. There's tons of potholes. And I just keep blowing tires like crazy. Uh, You know, I just talked about this family reunion. Coming home from that, I hit a a pothole in the road, like in the highway, the turnpike, and uh, it blew my tire out. So... had these run-flat tires, creeped it in, creeped it into my buddy's shop in my hometown, Uh, and then, uh, you know, what did he do? He's like, and he he didn't have to do this. He never has to do it. He does it every time that he, like, fixes my vehicle. He's like, oh, I got one. Just take one, whatever you want, and it doesn't matter. He'll give me his nicest vehicle. I mean, that's cool of him, but this particular time, he was out of town, and uh, the, the quickest vehicle I could get uh, and the only one that had the keys to where he was at, probably the only one that ran right where it was at, uh, he's like, hey, go in my shop. Here's the key, take this truck. So he sends me in a night, I believe, I believe it's a 1986 Chevy. Chevy it's not Chevy. That's not a thing. 1986 Chevy short wide. That's what he sends me in. And it's got, and it's, and it's slammed and it has bigger rims and tires, but it's like slammed like it's a low rider. That's what he sends me home in. So I drove all the way home. The vehicle's fine. Yeah, you know he he fixed it up, and it uh, and it. Had, <laughs> I'm 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 going to use a couple of car terms. I don't even really know what it means to be honest. And it's like fuel injected, and then uh, the da- the gauges are digital, and all that's cool. And uh, he's like, oh yeah, it's fast. But I didn't really punch it because it's old. It's old. Ve- it's like an old vehicle, even though he might have fixed up everything that makes it run. It's old. And here's what I remember about old trucks when I was a kid, when I would drive them, whether my dad drove them or I drove them. They always broke down on the side of the highway. That's what I remember. Belt came off. Just something didn't work. <laughs> you remember, remember when you had to turn the vehicle and you had to pump the gas? No, I don't. It doesn't even exist these days. But you had to pump the gas like 300 times for the vehicle to start. It's one of those kinds of trucks, except for he's updated it. Anyway, I get home. Thanks. It sounds like I'm bashing. Uh, he didn't have to do anything. I, I could have waited three hours for somebody to come pick me up. But what I what I didn't realize t- to my friend who let me drive this vehicle, who said, "Oh, I got one for you." What he failed to tell me, and I didn't realize till I got home, and walked out the next day, which was yesterday Sunday. I walked out. It doesn't have a tag, so you. So he helped me, slash almost hurt me. You helped me, slash almost cost me more money. Um, and the second I get pulled over, headed back to take the truck back. It's gonna cost me more money. I've got, I gotta pay for a fourth tire that blew out, and these low profile tires, man, they cost like it's not like they're, it's not like the thing costs eighty three dollars, right? Fifty six. dollars oh, you see these tire deals? It's not that they're pretty expensive. I'm about tired of buying them. I, I blown. Okay, back in the day, let's just say you had a vehicle, uh, your tires had a certain amount of miles on them. I don't know why I don't know why this is a tire show. Sorry, uh, a certain amount of miles, high mileage, and one tire goes flat. Well, you change all four. Like well, everybody knows that that's 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 a thing. Well, I changed all uh, the first blowout. I changed all four tires on the blowout. Changed them all, but the front size and the back size are two different sizes. The other three were the front tires getting blown out. You know, after I just replaced one, and then I replaced the second, no what? Uh, oh, and the second time, I replaced two fronts. Now I'm just I'm just one tire at a time. If these tires keep blowing out them one at a time, one tire's gonna have two hundred thousand miles and one may have six. I'm not I've just had enough of it. Now does anybody ever have these this problem? I mean it's like I can't drive any it's like I gotta change vehicles if I'm gonna drive too far of a distance on the highway, because I know I'm gonna have a blowout. I mean, look, man. Somebody pray for me. These tires, this stuff. I'm gonna have to get third job. I'm gonna have to get a third job to come up with this deal. If you heard me a few minutes ago, talk about uh, my daughter got bit by a snake. It's fine. It was it was a snake was like a foot long. It wasn't like it was a massive snake or anything. In one hour's time, she got bit by a snake snake, and I got stung by a wasp. Now, the last time I I know I remember. The last time I got stung by a wasp, I was 16 years old. And I worked at this, uh, the, this I don't know if you call it a city pool. It wasn't in city limits. but It was in the town I lived in. It was in the country. And um, I worked at this pool. It was the last time I got. So I, rem- I vividly remember that it throbbed. Like it just, like it throbbed a lot. And today I got stung on the leg. And I I swiped at my leg. Then I saw a wasp fly from my leg. So I knew that it was a wasp. And, uh, and the sting itself, I mean, I felt the sting, but the sting itself didn't hurt. And it took like 30 seconds. And then it throbbed. Now, I'm just, now, remember, last time I got stung, I was like 16. So it throbbed. And I always hear of people who, as a child, were not allergic to things. Um... Poison ivy, for instance, I, uh, you, at the at the baseball field. I remember there'd be poison ivy around the outfield, and and uh, parents would say, "Don't go out there. It's poison ivy. You better not get out there in that poison ivy. That poison ivy get all over you. It's going to make you itch." Right. That's how. It- <laughs> I, not everybody talks like that where I'm from, but some people do, and uh, that's how that's th- that's what I think from memory. You better not get out there in that poison ivy, boy. That poison ivy going get you. You gonna get you you're gonna, get, you're gonna be itching. It's gonna be all over your face. You ain't gonna be able to come outside in like two weeks. And it's summertime. You know how we, we like to get out in that water. That's what I thought. That's that's, <laughs> that's a, right. All right, all right. So uh, sometimes you hear people getting older, and then they're allergic to poison ivy, poison oak. I don't know, whatever, whatever else is poisonous plant. Well, when I got, when I got stung by that wasp, it started throbbing about 10 seconds later. And then I thought everything I just told you, I'm like, well, last time I got stung, I was 16. Now I'm 41 and I hope I'm not allergic to this thing. Right. So then my head, then now my head's going (laughs) and I'm like, I don't know. Can I breathe? Is my face is my as fa- <laughs> is my, is my is my face getting chubby? Is my face fat? Which is gonna be funny for some people because you're gonna say yes mentally. But listen, uh, I'm I mean, oh, over the top, puffy. Okay, my face only looks like this right now because I ate too much sodium. It's just it's just a sodium problem, guys. It's not it's not chubby. It's just a water retention. It's fine. I I probably lose it uh, eventually. Um, but I was thinking like, okay, is my heart racing? Okay, my cool? And then I looked down at my calf, and this was a thing. I'm not allergic to them, but there was like red swelling around the area. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like a sand dollar? Is that? Is that a good reference? What's a good, uh, I don't know, size of a baseball, maybe? Like a red area around this little spot. So I just started thinking like, dude, am I allergic to this thing now? Anyway, fast forward. Look, guys, I'm fine. Uh, I I made it. I but I panicked. I panicked for a minute because the throbbing and then the swelling, and I'm like, man, I get, these things may get me. But here's what happens. Here's what happens with me when I get stung. Um, I take it personal, and I realize they're insects. And if it was a dog, they're you know, you know, whatever, maybe the same outcome, uh, but. It stung me. And the sad part about the wasp stinging me today is this. I'm sure the wasp has a family. Maybe a little wasp family up in the corner. You know, maybe his honeycomb-looking wasp nest. Uh, Maybe it's larger than the other people. Maybe he's a richer uh, wasp guy. Um, But I hope he has insurance. I hope he has better insurance uh, than the other wasp. Because what's going to happen after I get stung as now, now, um, I take it personal and I'm going to kill every wasp nest all over my house, my neighbor's houses, and I'm going to stomp them out. I'm going to, I'm going to spray them. They're going to fall and I'm going to crush them under my feet. And, uh, and I just want everybody to know that when I did it, um, I don't know, I guess that wasp name that stung me. His name is Clyde. Due to Clyde the wasp uh, stinging me, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna wipe out his town. That's gonna happen. Now I don't know if you take vengeance on insects. Also, uh, if a bee stings me, no, you can't say that now. What <laughs> I'm talking about a wasp, everybody. You know how people get up in arms these days. Uh, if I said. Oh if a bee stings me it's over I'm killing all of it I'm killing the hive i'm kill- but that's not true because bees have honey and i i would probably i would probably take that honey um but but bees are uh i don't i don't know all the good things bees do look online there's people say bees are make the world go around they pollinate flowers they you know whatever so I'm not gonna kill all the bees I'm just saying if you're a wasp or bumblebee it's over unless unless wasps can I, unless wasp Start making honey it's over. Death trap. How you feel about that? Wasp feel pretty good about it. feel pretty good about it. Hey listen. um I have DJed a couple of weddings which I've talked about in the past. Uh, I have a wedding uh, on Saturday. I just, here, I'm going to say it out loud so people know I got a wedding on Saturday that I have to DJ. Uh, so I'm the DJ, and I also have to supply the sound. And at this exact moment, right this second, I don't have speakers at all. I'll have them when I get there, and it's in the uh, you know whatever five days, six days. We're gonna hope for the best. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get these speakers, and then I'm gonna cross my fingers that they're okay speakers, and that that I don't ruin this uh, this girl's wedding. May even sing a special at the deal. Maybe even write a special song just for her and, uh, and her new special someone. And I know I'm excited for it. I mean, I'm going to pour my heart into this song. It's going to be a super good one, to be honest. Uh, it may even, uh, maybe, maybe I'll even fire up just a little tune, just really fast. Let's just see what happens. It's going to go something like this. So uh, uh, the person getting married, her, her name's Allie. Um, she's marrying a guy I don't know yet I probably should start reading up on this stuff so I don't like blow the wedding for everybody Um, but you know maybe like sing a little special it doesn't even have to be it's just got to come from the heart it doesn't even matter I mean the words will come when you start to sing this song the words just flow like oh alley Cat oh little alley Cat why you look like that oh girl oh girl yeah You know, it's going to be something like, uh, but uh, it's going to be heartfelt Uh, to be honest. I fully expect people to cry, uh, when I sing it because that's the thing I've been watching. I've been watching, uh, clips of, um, America's got talent and all I have to do, this is all I have to do to win the crowd. I'm going to get there. I'm going to tell them a sad story. I may even tell them how, um, a bee stung or a wasp stung me. Uh, I may even reverse the story, so it's way more tragic Um, that uh, I had a friend, and his name was Clyde. I may eliminate that he's a wasp for the story. And then uh, somebody killed this whole colony because he stung somebody. But, uh, and then, you know, people are going to be like, what? I'm like, yeah, I know. And then they're going to hear the sob story, and then I'm going to be like, but, you know, I've, I've wanted to be a singer my whole life. My whole life I've wanted to be a singer, and this is my time to shine. You know, and then I'm going to sing it. And it doesn't even matter if, like, the words are good. If it comes from the heart and they feel it. It's like, look, America's Got Talent. I figured it out. I know the, I know the secret recipe. And I'm going to sing uh, at this girl's uh, special wedding song. She's going to love it. I think they're going to be together forever because of it. And, uh, you know, I, I know I'm excited. And I know that I'm excited to be a part of their marriage lasting forever because of the gift that I'm going to give them uh, on saturday night and i'm excited i'm so excited oh alley cat would you look at that Oh, cat. anyway well i'm gonna get off here uh hey thanks for listening in this is episode 50 by the way um maybe i should have made it a little better for the milestone but yeah we'll get to it later Anyway, thanks for listening in. Put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. Love everybody and have the most fantastic uh, week. All can oh Ali how you like that how you like that oh all can